Tuesday, January 23rd, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories and other important things going on in our community. Today, how Douglas missed its chance to host Cochise County's first dispensary. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lolly from the Lolly Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lolly dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lolly deal. Nobody. Now some Arizona trivia. Did you know that the Copper Queen mine in Bisbee was the source of high-grade copper first developed in the 1880s? Known for its remarkable 23% copper ore, it was acquired by Phelps Dodge in 1885. In the early 20th century, it stood as Arizona's most productive copper mine. Despite a decline in the 1930s and 1940s, it continued operations post-World War II through open pit mining until its closure in 1985. The Copper Queen's mining era left a lasting impact, with its site now serving as a tourism destination, attracting over a million visitors since its reopening in 1976. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Now our future story. Three years ago, Arizona embarked on a journey with legal recreational marijuana sales. Yet in Douglas, this change was not as apparent. The city's municipal code for recreational marijuana establishments was notably more stringent than that for medicinal marijuana facilities, diverging substantially from state requirements. This divergence led to an unforeseen conflict with state laws. City planner William Osborne, in a memo to the Douglas City Council, pointed out a crucial violation. The city's regulations on non-profit medical marijuana dispensaries and adult-use marijuana establishments were significantly different, breaching Arizona revised statutes. Osborne highlighted that the city's stringent code, particularly in terms of maximum floor area and sensitive use separation requirements, hindered immediate economic opportunities. The city council, recognizing these issues, agreed to amend the municipal code, aligning it more closely with state law. However, the initial stringent code had already impacted the city's prospects. At least two potential recreational marijuana businesses withdrew their interest in Douglas after the state approved recreational marijuana. A third applicant, considering opening a dispensary in the city, also opted out, choosing a location in Maricopa County instead. The agent for this applicant, Jason Oxios, clarified that the decision wasn't influenced by the city's former code. A closer look at Douglas's municipal code revealed some stark discrepancies. For instance, it demanded that recreational marijuana businesses not open within 1,000 feet of any school, doubling the state's requirement of 500 feet. Additionally, it imposed a maximum floor space limit of 2,500 square feet, a restriction absent in state statutes. The narrative took a twist with the introduction of a lottery system by the Arizona Department of Health Services. This system was designed to award licenses for opening recreational dispensaries in various counties based on the number of overall pharmacies in the area. Cochise County, due to its existing dispensary in Bisbee that sold both medicinal and recreational pot, was initially allowed only one license. A pivotal moment came when the license, won by an applicant intending to open a dispensary in Douglas, was sold to True Leave, which opened in Sierra Vista. 
This led to significant changes in the local cannabis market. The other dispensary in Bisbee, Green Pharmacy, ceased selling recreational pot, switching exclusively to medicinal marijuana online. The state later introduced a second lottery distributing social equity licenses. These licenses aimed at promoting business ownership by individuals from communities disproportionately impacted by prior marijuana laws offered new opportunities. Yet, despite winning a social equity license, an applicant planning to open the Nirvana Center dispensary in Douglas decided against it. In Arizona, the taxation on cannabis adds another layer to this complex scenario. Adult-use retail purchases are subject to a 16% cannabis excise tax and a 5.6% statewide retail sales tax. In contrast, medical cannabis purchases face a 6.6% state excise tax and an additional local tax ranging from 2% to 3%. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 92. Next, when an Arizona teenager learned he could start donating blood at age 16, he launched an effort to encourage other young people to give too. His goal is to increase donations to the American Red Cross, which declared its first national blood crisis earlier this year. Ryan Tisbaneski of Cronkite News has the story. On June 14, 2005, the World Health Organization and the American Red Cross came together to host World Blood Donor Day. On that same day, Scottsdale teenager Pierce Listenfeld was born and that connection has led him to become an advocate for blood donation. Pierce Listenfeltz became a blood donor as soon as he was legally eligible at the age of 16. Now, a year later, he has his own organization called One Arm at a Time and works to encourage other teens to get out and donate. In August, his group hosted its first blood drive. Donating blood should become somewhat of a rite of passage, like getting a car, a job, going to college, all that kind of stuff in a young, young adult's life. In Arizona and about 44 other states, you can start donating blood as soon as you turn 16 years old with parental consent. Listenfeld scouts out locations for blood drives and partners with the Red Cross to get them done. The organization declared its first national blood crisis earlier this year after the number of people donating took a dive during the pandemic. Blood is one of those things that's just can't be manufactured, can't be made in a lab or in a manufacturing plant. It has to come from someone else. So. Um, we're always in the need for blood. The Red Cross is also promoting the fact that September is Sickle Cell Awareness Month. People born with sickle cell have irregularly shaped blood cells, leading to complications that often require blood transfusions. The disease disproportionately affects African Americans, meaning it's vital for people of color to donate. Super important for African Americans to come out and donate. Um, you know, the closer we can get to the recipient's blood type and antigens and everything that's in their blood, the better. One in every 13 African American donors will match a, a sickle cell recipient. One arm at a time will hold its next blood drive on September 24th at Listenfeld's school, Cicero Prep in Scottsdale. We're trying to get as many different types of people with as many different types of blood so that we can help everyone. And he's asking those who do give to post a selfie on social media to help encourage other young people to donate too. 
If you are interested in donating blood, check out One Arm at a Time or the Red Cross to see where you can donate. In the newsroom, Ryan Tismaneski, Cronkite News. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Here at Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, the holidays are about to get ugly. Join us for our ugly sweater party taking place December 15th from 2 to 4 p.m. Amid the beauty of the season, we want to see your most garish garments. The best of the worst holiday sweaters will win prizes and will have snacks and refreshments along with all sorts of holiday fun. For more, visit prestigecare.com slash Sierra Vista. Again, that's prestigecare.com slash Sierra Vista. Next, an event that you should know about. This Saturday at 11 a.m., round up the kids and take them to the Sierra Vista Public Library. Smokey Bear and Woodsy Owl are making a special trip to the library to teach kids about the U.S. Forest Service and fire prevention from the original himself with stories, songs, games, and crafts. This program is for youth of all ages. Finally, we'd like to remember the life of retired Sergeant First Class Larry Rooney. Larry was born in 1957 and was beloved by his wife of 41 years, Elise, his five kids, his in-laws, and his 17 grandchildren. Larry was a quiet man who was passionate about his family and the memories made with them. He wasn't flashy, but had a presence that could be felt. He was a best friend, loving husband, rocking dad, welcoming father-in-law, rock star papa, and all-around amazing person. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Larry's life and service. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.